welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. And I'm Ryan Newman. All right, this is question six in our 2021 preview series. Be sure to subscribe because in the coming weeks, this is of course G5 week, but next week will be Pac-12, followed by the rest of the Power 5 conferences, so you'll want to be subscribed for that. But our question for today is, who are the top G5 head coach candidates for Power 5 jobs? Uh, so not saying necessarily they're going to leave anytime soon in some cases. Yeah. We can address that as we, we get to each one, I guess. But uh, let's start out with number eight, and... It is Gus Malzahn of UCF. I had him third on my personal list just because I still think he's a borderline top 25 head coach in college football, did a very solid job at Auburn, you know, of course had kind of one down year at the end there, but a lot of people thought he didn't even necessarily need to get fired at at Auburn. So if I were a power five school, I would be more confident in him than, you know, a lot of guys ahead of him on this list. So Ryan, you were just a little lower. You know, I kind of like to see a little reproving first you know obviously if if somebody like you said if a power five school went and got him right now they'd be like well we just got somebody that some other power five school didn't want you know so if he could do a little hugh freeze act you know can resurface and prove himself liberty or maybe even hell tech jim jim mcelwain's doing a pretty good job at central michigan kind of reproving himself so something like that where give me a little bounce back i I get it i'm i'm with you i think he probably will do that um i just it was hard for me to to put him there after he was just let go. That's fair. Okay, we moving on to number we're seven. We moving on. Okay. <laughs> Brent Brennan, number seven from San Jose State. Uh, so amazing job he did last year in particular. And uh, they haven't had consecutive winning seasons since 91 and 92. So practically 30 years, they haven't had two winning seasons in a row. So last year they went seven and one. And this year they're returning 20 starters. Uh, so there's a very strong chance that they're going to have another winning season. Um, you know, last year they actually won all seven of their their Mountain West Conference games by at least ten points. So they they did very well in that Mountain yeah. West Conference. So so what Brett Brennan did last year was unreal. Really, he didn't take over you know a high high flying program. So no, took him a couple years to get going, no doubt. But he did, and this year uh, he's gonna he's got a team set up to be the best team he's probably had there. So um, well, hard to beat last year, but last year came out of nowhere. You know, so highest expectations for sure. And I think after this year, I think he's probably going to, with all the seniors that he has, I think he'll cash in on a, probably a, maybe a power five job. Okay. Uh, number six on the list is Sean Lewis at Kent State. And he took over a program that had been horrible for five years before he got there. And by year two, he made a bowl game and, and developed a really good quarterback in Dustin Crum. And then last year uh, was year three, 2020, and they went three and one. So. Only four games, but yeah. hey, you'll take it. Um, and he's he's an offensive coach. That's what I like about him. He's young, only 35 years old. So I think he would be, you know, it's hard to say a guy from, coming from Kent State is a sexy yeah. hire, but I think he kind of would be a sexy hire for a lot of P5 schools. Yeah, I, I don't think the Alabamas and Auburns, that types of the world, but uh, some of those other jobs, for sure. I, I, he's yeah. done a Like I thought job. Illinois, I thought he would have been a, a good hire yeah, there. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Something like that. Illinois, I thought would have been a good fit there. Yep. Um, all right, let's move on to number five. We have Jay Norvell from uh, Nevada. Um, you know, he took over a program that wasn't in the best of shape. Brian Polian uh, kind of took over things from Chris Alt. Chris Alt, obviously, we know had a good run. And Brian Polian kind of let it dwindle a little bit there at the end. So, 
so after Norvell's first year was three and nine there. After that, though, the last three years, three straight winning seasons, including last year where they made the the conference championship game. And this year sets up to be another great year. You know, they got practically everybody coming back. Um, it's looking like all 11 starters on defense are going to be seniors uh, and about eight on offense. So a very, very senior heavy team. And actually, maybe their best player is a junior, the quarterback Carson Strong. So he set himself up well. He's going to have a really good year. And if I was him, I'd probably bolt after this year considering how many seniors I got. But you can't deny the fact that he did a great job there at Nevada. Yeah, and just a quick fact check there. I think he didn't make the I don't think he made the conference championship game last year, wasn't it? San Jose State and Boise? Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's fine. I was it just... was a de facto semifinal I gave Nevada versus probably uh Okay. But versus nope, San you're Jose. right. You're right. Okay. All right, I'm just just making sure I'm not crazy. You fact checked the crap out of me there, Mike. <laughs> okay. Uh number four on the list is Bill Clark of UAB. It's been extremely successful there, um, you know, leading the program back from extinction, competing for Conference USA titles every single year. And, you know, for whatever reason, like his name will come up, but he hasn't seemed to be that close to yeah. getting that that P5 job. Uh, but if he keeps winning like this, then, you know, eventually one will show up for him. Yep. Yep. You got to think so. Uh, all right, let's move on to number three. We got Jamie Chadwell from Coastal Carolina, America's team. Uh, boy, they have come a long way in a short amount of time. Jamie Chadwell has come a long way in a short amount of time. If you go back a year ago, Jamie Chadwell doesn't get anywhere near this list. Um, no. but after an 11-1, 11 and 1 magical year, uh, and going into this year with, you know, uh, returning everybody, one of the best quarterbacks in the nation, all of a sudden Chadwell's a hot commodity around here and, um, you know, I think what I, what's been good to see from Chadwell, obviously they had a great year, but he's capitalized on the recruiting front. Uh, they're right on par with Appalachian State and Louisiana, kind of the two guys that have kind of been the cream of the crop as far as recruiting goes in the Sun Belts. But he, he's got them on par with them this year, and then 2022 recruiting, they're in first already for the, so capitalizing on that, that was my maybe, I mean, obviously he's a good coach on the field, but to pair that with some positive steps uh, on the recruiting front, I like it, so. You know, it's, uh, Jamie Chadwell's done a great job. Okay. Uh, I was going to say maybe stepping up to number two, there's kind of a big jump though. You made a, a good case for, for Chadwell there, but we've got Billy Napier at Louisiana. He's coached under both Dabo Sweeney and Nick Saban and has done an incredible job at Louisiana. Um, elite recruiter has quickly turned them into one of the top G5 programs in the country. Two straight double digit win seasons. Very possibly another one coming up in 2021. So he's just, he's killing it. There are no question marks with him in my mind. No, my, I gotta agree with you. Yep. And I think there is a difference between the top two and then three just because they've proven it for a longer period of time. Right. Um, but number one, and I think it's a, a pretty, pretty clear number one, uh, Luke Fickle from Cincinnati. Um, I know you, I know you love your Napier, but I love uh, Napier. I thought I, about it a lot. But, yeah. <laughs> I, I think Fickle deserves the number one spot here. If you lead a G5 team to the New Year's six spot, you, uh, you're almost automatically going to be considered for number one. So there's really just not a whole lot to like about what he's done. Uh, he, he's got a big lot time not to, to like a whole lot. I don't know. Did I, I not feel like... a whole lot not? <laughs> Not there's not like. a there's not a whole lot not to like. I don't know. I know <laughs> no, what you're saying. There's not a whole though. lot not to like. 
He likes oh, did, is that what you said? It's not. I like hope you said so. There's not a whole whatever. <laughs> I get what you're saying. We'll I like going. everything about Fickle. Uh, got, there you go. <laughs> he's got big time experience, obviously at Ohio State. He recruits really, really well. Uh, he's led his team to three straight top twenty five finishes. Um, it would be surprising if it doesn't turn into four after this year. Um, I mean, if I had to try to pick one knock maybe on him as a coach, it's just the fact that he's only ever coached in Ohio. So if you're a program, you know, from the Pac-12 or maybe in the Southeast, maybe, you know, maybe he just doesn't have the connections for those programs. If you're a Big Ten school, it seems like it can make like an insane amount of fit. Like Michigan State would have been, seems like, okay, that's a great fit when they had their opening. But, I mean, that's a pretty weak thing to try to attack him on. But he's coached at like Akron, Ohio State, and uh, um, Cincy. So, but, you know, he's been awesome. There's just no denying he's number one right now. Yeah, and and I guess we should address the whole, you know, the the premise of this episode is is candidates for power 5 jobs. Well, with the 12 team playoff that's coming, yeah. a lot of these G5 jobs have suddenly become a lot more desirable. Like, you know, Fickle at, at Cincinnati, he could be happy to stay there and it wouldn't surprise me at all if he's there for, I mean, for the long haul because yeah. If you're continue to recruit like Cincinnati does and you get access to the playoff, Maybe that's a lot better than like going to say Michigan State and yeah. trying to struggle against the rest of the Big Ten or even going to, I mean, Michigan is obviously a great job, but maybe to him, he sees the access to the playoff in Cincinnati and would rather stay there than trying to, you know, resurrect Michigan. So yeah, I think the playoff effect is real. Uh, if, if you keep the 14 playoff, there's really just no chance, right? So I mean, very, very rare air. So that it yeah. definitely does open things up a little bit for the G5. Mm-hmm. Same with Gus Malzahn at UCF. Like, there's, there's maybe not going to be the urgency for these guys to take Power Five jobs. Um, yep. You know, maybe they'll be happier to stay in, stay in the G Five. Yeah, I, which I think is good for college football. I agree. Yeah, I think I, I love seeing the G Five programs rise like that. So, yep. All right. Well, oh, how about uh, let's let's show our list to the to the YouTube yep. viewers and uh, go through some honorable mentions. So I had Jeff Trailer from UTSA. He's just got off to a great start in year one there, both on the field and on the recruiting trail. I think he had the number one class in uh, Conference USA. So um, he could be a rising star if he keeps it up. And then Will Healy at Charlotte. I, I know 2020 was was down, but just overall injuries, I'm, a lot of injuries, that especially from the QB, so that, that hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm just confident in his trajectory. I, I don't yeah. worry about one year. Yeah, no, I... I I'm with you. I, I like Will Healy too. Um, I also put uh, Willie Fritz. Uh, I think Willie Fritz has done a great job down there in Tulane. And one guy that probably doesn't get enough attention for what he's done because he just hasn't had like a good, a great year by you know normal standards. But Chris Creighton at Eastern Michigan. I mean, they were terrible for so long, and he's made them like decent, which is uh, remarkable. <laughs> they, they're constantly, they're consistently trying to make bowl games now, right around 500. So that's you know, that's like 10, 11 wins for most other schools <laughs> compared to what they did. So got to give them a lot of credit for that one. Yeah, there's so many names like this, I even know. more so than in the quarterback episode last week. There's so many coach names you could go through, like Troy Calhoun yep. at Air Force, Mike New, Ball State, Jeff Munkin, independent, independent oh, doesn't count. Oh, <laughs> got wow, you man. there. Kenny Matalolo. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, all right. Well, Sonny Dykes. That'll Sonny Dykes could return to the Power Five. Who knows? Okay, that'll do it for 
today's episode. Tomorrow is our final episode in Group of Five week. We're going to give our official picks to win every G5 conference. Uh, so we will talk to you then. But also, leave a comment below uh, with your thoughts on our list here. Anyone underrated, overrated? Uh, and maybe Ryan will accidentally say your yeah, name if possible. you comment. <laughs> He's done it before. All right. See ya. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros. Follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. It's different for everyone. One thing is certain. Every day there's an opportunity for a win. Just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Everyday grab-and-go, everyday giftable, everyday fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher High Roller Blackjack with a chance to win up to 10 times your prize. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to a retailer near you. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 4.16.